All right. God bless you guys. How are we doing? There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Welcome to the house of God this morning. Everyone ready to hear a word that's going to hopefully light up our lives, man? We need Jesus. Amen. Does anyone believe they do not need Jesus? You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here, right? Yeah, yeah. Amen. We need, right, Ash? We need Jesus. Y'all, you know, you ever see someone y'all, say, y'all need Jesus? Yeah. I need Jesus, without a doubt. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Has anyone ever seen a show uh, called American Pickers? Yes? Yes? <laughs> anyone ever see a show like, um, what's it, Rust? Rust? <sighs> Rust to Riches? Anyone? It's rust to riches. Oh, how about uh, flip and flop? Yeah, flip, uh, yeah right. It's <laughs> my jam right there. It's my jam. <laughs> anyway, you know, these are, are shows that people see treasure and trash. People see treasure and rust. People see riches and what other people have thrown away. Right? Because this is why these shows exist. You know, you, people throw away cars and. You know, I, I watch these shows. You know, people go look for cars. They look, look for an, an, an inadequate, crazy situations. They go look for cars. They look in barns. They look in fields. They look in, in, in anywhere. And what looks like trash for somebody else, that person goes by like, whoa, I can't believe I just found a 55 Chevelle. You know, no rust on the, on the body. My God, it might not have doors. It might not have tires. But my God, it is there. And they get excited about it. You know, someone else passing by like, who left this junky car in the field? Get this junky car out, out of here. It does not need to be here. So they get rid of it. So people see treasure and what other people throw away. People see treasure and rust. They see treasure when other people don't see value for anything. Amen. Let's go to Genesis. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Can anyone agree with that? Right? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Anyone have ever date somebody and your friends are like, yo, why are you with that person? <laughs> like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, you don't know what I see. You don't, you're not looking what I'm looking at. You might be looking at something that's crooked and, and crazy. I'm looking at something that's beautiful and gorgeous and that can move a certain way that I like. You may not like it, but I like the way, you know, she moves. I like the way he, he's built. He might not have that, that, not even, he might not have that V shape. He's got more like that Cheerio shape, you know? I like that, man. I like a little extra cushion, you know? <laughs> Come on. You know, you don't know what, what other people like. Other people devalue things when other people treasure them. They love them. And this is what it's about today. You find treasure in the worst, in the broken, in the most decrepit of places. And it might not look like it's put together all together lovely to some person, 
but to the one who made that broken, run-down, decrepit thing. He sees value in it. He sees something that is of value. He sees something that's a treasure. He sees something that, my God, can set the world ablaze. He sees that. Amen. Everyone say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so there's potential. There's potential and there's profit and what other people throw away. Listen, I watch these, you know, I love American Pickers, you know, because they're digging through like crazy, like situations. They're digging through just trash. You know, they're throwing trash, they're throwing this, they're throwing that. And then all of a sudden they get that one piece and they're like, you, you, you hear the bells and whistles go, ah! And it looks like it's just completely garbage. Garbage. But that garbage they sell for $2,000. I'm like, what? I need to get into the trash business. I need to get into the antique business. I don't know when this, 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 these, uh, uh, these terms came, like vintage. Anyone, vintage, vintage clothing. Anyone want to go thrifting? Anyone want to go thrifting in here? It's, it's fine. It's great. It's awesome. Go thrifting. You know, I... I am not a thrifter, you know, I am not a thrifter, you know, but I know people who make a lot of money off of thrifting, like a, like a t-shirt with like Darth Vader on it from like 1986. And I'm like, man, that thing's got holes in it. There's no value in it. This person picks it up, puts it on somewhere and sells it for $300. I'm like, are you kidding me? They see value in it. They see it means something. It has something of value to them, and they know they could do something with it. This is our lives. God sees value in our mess. God sees value in our mistakes. God sees value when other people have thrown us away. When other people didn't want to be around us. When other people written us off. Anyone ever been written off in here? I've been written off quite a number of places. You know, I can't frequent some places because I've been not written off, you know, but God sees value. There's a person in the Bible. Let's go to Genesis. Sorry. You're like, where in Genesis? Let's go to Genesis 25. Here we go. Genesis 25. Anthony, can you come here? Can you grab a mic also? Amen. Okay. You're going to read. Is that okay? Start at 23. We're going to go. All right. 25, 23. Genesis 25, 23. It says, And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, Indeed, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau. Okay, hold on. Stop there. So all of a sudden, there was, there was, there was a mom giving birth. The Bible says that she has two nations inside of her. One came out hairy, right? Hairy. The other came out probably clean as and white as snow. But something God set up inside of the womb. The younger was going to serve the what? The older, the younger was going to serve the older. Now, how is that? When you have a birthright, when you are of that, 
you know, the first person that's born, you get the inheritance, right? You get whatever the father has set aside for his children. You are the first one to get that, that bounty. But the Bible says, God set it up this way, that the older was going to serve the what? The younger. Come on. Verse Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's head. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she born. So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Amen. So all of a sudden, there's Esau and there's Jacob. We now know their names. And one has a birthright. Who has the birthright? Esau. Esau has the birthright, right? And all of a sudden, something goes on. Jake, wait, Esau was a skillful what? What was he? He was a hunter, man. He was out in that field getting that game. He was on the field, you know, killing those animals to bring it in to, to allow the whole family to eat. He was skillful in that. But Jacob, that wasn't Jacob. Jacob wasn't the hunter. Jacob was the one that was to go out to the field. That was not Jacob's role and responsibility. But we know that there was two nations in the mother's womb. And these two nations was Esau and that there was Jacob. God has a plan. God has a plan. All right, let's keep going. So all of a sudden, there was something that went on in the house. Esau, Jacob was cooking a stew, making some sancocho. Has some fish eyes in it, what we all love. I don't know if y'all have not. You guys do not? Have you not had fish eyes before? No? You guys, are, where are you guys from? What? What? Where are you guys? Eddie, where's Eddie? Eddie and I have enjoyed Sancocho the right way with the eyes. Anyway, thank you, Jesus. So Esau saw that Jacob was cooking stew. And Esau said, give me some. And, and Jacob's like, all right, uh, your birthright. This thing that you have. He's like, what do, I, what do I need to do with this anyway? Here, take it. This is a monumental move in history. This was ginormous. It might seem like it was very insignificant in for, for Esau to give on to Jacob his birthright, but it was not insignificant. This was the right order. God set it up like this. God made it play out like this. So he sells him his birthright over what? Soup. Sancocho. We're going to say Sancocho. I'm sorry. I, you you got to come, please. I don't know what you're saying. Okay. Seriously? You did? Yes. I read this this morning, and we spoke about it in worship, and we don't communicate, even though we're married. 
Some people don't even know we're married. It's like, that's new to people, too. We are married, and we have a family. <laughs> One day, someone was like, that's your husband? Okay, that makes sense. Yes. And we don't communicate on Sunday morning because it's crazy. It's crazy every day, right, with kids and family. So I read this this morning and meditated on it and shared it during worship, which I thought you were over there, but you were busy. So thank you, Jesus. And I, and I it's God. And I, and I was going to say, you should preach this today. But we were busy and life. What? Last thing you didn't hear. <laughs> She's mad at me. I don't know about y'all. If you do not get mad at your your your, your spouse on a Sunday, y'all ain't really married. Y'all ain't really married. If y'all not arguing, you know, going to church or something. <laughs> oh man, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's a healthy marriage, man. Arguing, you know, but getting over it. <laughs> understanding, sometimes not understanding, but then getting over it. No, you're not understanding moments because I have quite a lot of them. Um, but thank you, Jesus. So anyway, all of a sudden, Jacob and Esau, he sells his birth. Esau did not what? Value his birthright. He didn't think it was of significance. He didn't think it meant anything. He thought, oh, I'm just giving this thing away. It wasn't just giving something away. It was giving, a, it was, this was a monumental move in the world. God set it out like this, but Esau didn't value it. People, people in life are not going to value you. It's not going to happen. They're not going to be the, your, 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 your biggest cheerleader. Okay. They are not going to see what and who you are. They're not. It's not going to happen. The only one that's going to value, there's two people in the world that's going to value you. That's God. And that has to be yourself. Because if you do not value yourself, if you do not value what, who you are on how he made you, then I'm telling you, you are not going to be very happy in this world. You are not going to be very happy and content with what God made. Because God allowed you to be this way. God allowed you to be bossy. God allowed you to be a loud mouth. God allowed you, I'm telling you, he allowed you to be crazy, analytically organized. He allowed you to be this person. And this is not a bad trait. This is not a bad thing. This is your birthright. This is who you are. You need to marry that onto yourself. Say, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. And if this is who I'm going to be, I'm going to grow out of this. I'm going to be who God wanted me to be. Because why? Because if you're bossy, right? You're bossy. You see things before everyone else sees things. You see what needs to get done before other people see when it needs to get done. You are the one that's going to put people in line in order to get it done. And it might seem like you're bossy. You're not being bossy. You're being a prophet of the Lord. Because the prophet of the Lord sees what needs to happen before it needs to happen. So it's not being bossy. 
okay, well, you see, oh, I'm being organized. Oh, that's, yes, you're being analytically organized. We're going to take the first four letters of that word, okay? Okay, this is how organized you're going to be. That you can organize things in ways that people will not get upset because you could put people in places because you see the value in them. You see what they can do. So you're going to put them in a position that they're going to be successful. So you are organizing somebody's life in order so they can realize their true potential in themselves. So this uh, organizational habit that you have, it is from God. So when other people don't see that it's from God, say, no, no, baby. This is from God. God allowed me to see this. Someone who's a loud mouth, bold and brash. You may like, oh, but he's just loud. She's just loud for no reason. She ain't loud for no reason. You're not loud for no reason. You're loud because God has allowed you to have a courage Uh, 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 be courageous in every circumstance so you are not cowering down when something comes awry when something peeks its head out of left field you're not the one that says oh I'm not dealing with that you like that let's go where you at I'm gonna come and find you and we're gonna work this out right now we're gonna do this right now so now it's not being bold and brash this is allowing yourself to be a vessel used to deal with people and situations that God has allowed you entrance into. Because the person that is make, that's, not or, that's organized, the person that's bossy, might not be that bold or whatever might have you, but that's who you are. That's what God made and put inside of you. So what am I saying? I'm saying don't sell off your birthright. Don't sell off from being who you are. This is what God has put inside of you. You might need to channel and direct it in a certain way. But channel and direct it in a certain way, knowing who you are. Do not sell yourself off. Don't sell yourself off because she says this. He says that. Oh, I can't be this in the workplace. No, no, no. That's not it. That's not it. Someone that's creative. And you're like, how can I use this? How can I do this? Whatever have you. Be creative. I believe a creative gift is a God gene that God has allowed you entrance into his life, into what he has done. Someone that creates, it could be music, it could be song, it could be crafts, it could be anything, a car, it could be anything. You have a gift that is a God gift. Because the first thing God did was what? Create. He didn't speak to nobody. Y'all think y'all need to have conversation with You guys think you need to have conversation with people. Forget about that. You think you need to to, to tell someone this, that, and the other. Forget about that. Use your gifting. Use what's inside of you. Allow God to work through what he put inside. You don't have to stand up for yourself. There's only one person that's got to stand up for you. That's who? God. Amen? Amen. Come on, give God a round of applause. Listen, I'm going to read some, some stuff from my notes. It may seem like everyone has passed you by or devalued you. Love who you are. Love your giftings. They're the treasure that God has hidden inside of you. Understand 
your value and what you can achieve just by being true to who you are. You don't have to change for nobody. If someone wants you to change, they're not the right person to be in your life. If someone wants you to conform to who they are, you do not need to conform to nobody because that's who God made you to be. Maybe they need to come up a level. Maybe they need to realize who they are through your life. Live and be who you're going to be. Don't conform. Don't step down. Don't kneel down. Don't bow down. The only thing God asks us to do is put one foot in front of the other, and that's to go forward. If you're not going forward in your faith, if you're not going forward in who you are, if you're not going forward in understanding that I am made this way, so let me move forward in that, that means that you're standing still or that you're moving backwards, and that's not what you're called to do. You are called to move forward. You are called to go as God wants you to go. You are called to move as God wants you to move. Whose hands are you putting your life into? Whose hands are you putting your life into? My God. Amen. So don't sell yourself out. Don't. Hang on to who you are. Trust in who you are. Amen. Come on, give God a round of applause. So as we see, his father blessed him because of the birthright. Esau devalued it. He didn't think it was of significance. And I know we read quite, quite a long, um, you know, passage today. <laughs> Amen. So if you didn't read today, you got your reading in. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Anthony, for that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So Esau... No more birthright. The birthright was Jacob's. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. This message just got. Amen. Has anyone heard of Patina? Patina. Patina. Not a girl. Okay. Not someone you dated. Patina. Anyone ever heard <laughs> the paint Patina? Patina color. Yes. No. Maybe so. Yes, amen. You know what? Uh, can we put an image on the screen of someone like patina paint? Jamie knows what I mean because he's, he's an artiste. He's a painter. But this patina color is something that people treasure. They value. And some people try to make their car this particular color, this colorway type of thing. But it's not something that you can really replicate at all. It is something that comes with age, comes with time, comes with sitting, comes with just, just laying there, being who they were, just like that. And it's, this colorway is valued thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Other people might not look at it some sort of way. They might like, oh, that thing is ugly. That thing is terrible. Listen, I used to have a 77 Thunderbird. Anyone ever have a 77 Thunderbird? No. I'm old, right? I had no doubt. 77, that was my first car, 77 Thunderbird. This car was long. It was from that row of chairs 
to that row of chairs over there. That's how long that car was, man. And the thing about it was, it was red. Red, right? It was red. But the hood and the vinyl top on the car was blue and white, right? Blue and white. My friends, I used to drive it. I used to turn the corner and they used to do this. <laughs> Red, white, and blue. I used to do this. I'm like, that's why y'all walking. That's why all y'all walking. <laughs> you know, but that is something that I value and I loved. This colorway is something that people value and they love. And I'm, what, 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 is this, a, this is all about, yes, amen. That's the patina color. Looks crazy. Colors, colors. But that is the, the am I crazy? I am, totally, I am. Thank you, Jamie, appreciate that. <laughs> but that patina colorway is something that people pay thousands thousands of dollars for, to mimic it, to get, close to that. Today, it's all about who are you? You are rusted gold. Rusted perfection. That's who you are. Because other people devalue you, the only person that doesn't devalue you is God. He knows who you are. He knows what you're supposed to be. It is him and him alone. Who are you? Are you influenced by everything and everyone else? Or are you moving in the gift that God has put inside of you? Value who you are. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Value who you are. It doesn't matter if you had moments of depression depression, anxiety, pain, anguish, all that. Value who you are. Because it takes a certain person to be able to go through those things, get through it, and still stand up. Value who you are. Value what God put inside of you. You may think, oh, I learned this and that sort along the way, but it's done nothing for me. It does, just don't think that. The next door you open is the next door to your next opportunity. And that next opportunity is going to allow you to use those giftings that you thought everyone else, or you thought yourself, oh, why did I learn this? Why did I learn that? No, no, no. God was teaching you something along the way. And as you were walking with him, he was adding upon your garment, adding upon your person. Because there's going to be a time where he's going to call of it. There's going to be a time where he's going to say, now it's the time. Now is your time. Now is your moment to get everything I stored up for you. But you'll, you would have never gotten it before if you didn't trust the process. Trust what God is doing with you in your life. Trust what he has put in your pockets. Trust what he's put in your heart. Trust what he's put in your mind. Trust what he put in your person. Don't devalue who you are and what you, what, where you've come from. Value that. Esau sold it off. It's nothing. It's dirt. I don't need this thing. I don't need this to be a part of my life anymore. I don't need this to be who I am anymore. I don't need this to be what I am. Don't do an Esau. Do a Jacob. I'm taking it. 
I'm taking who I am. I'm believing on who I am. I'm believing on what God has done for me. I'm believing on my victory. I'm believing on where he's moving me. Value yourself. When you walk out of here, you walk with your head held high. When you walk into work Monday morning, you walk with your head held high. When you walk forth in that next opportunity that could be you walk with your head held high. Value who you are. There's no person greater to tackle the situation that's in front of you than the person who you are right now. You are the person that God has chosen. Walk in your victory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Give God a nice round of applause. Amen. God's chosen you, amen? He's chosen you. He's chosen you. There's confirmations for me come in the realm of two or three. In today's message, it's, it, it's, it's a confirmation. God gave me this word. And I'm always sometimes unsettled on the word. But when Pastor Rebecca told me, told us about the word that she has, and then Rodrigo confirms that word. Come on. You have to know who you are. Know who you are. Esau did not know who he was. And he sold himself so short, thinking that he could do nothing when he could have did everything. Jacob saw something. I want that. I need that. And he walked in it and got it. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying you need to go off and steal something. It's been already deposited in you who you are and what you can do and what you're there to be. It's already been deposited in you. Don't sell yourself for so short. You learned it for a reason. I'm, t I'm, I'm speaking to somebody in here. You learned it for a reason. And it might have been against your will, but you learned it. Do not devalue what God has already put inside of you. Don't think that you can not be this person because nobody in your family's ever been this person. Believe on what he has put inside of you. Walk in it. It will provide for you and for your family, for everyone around you. The Bible says that the gift of God, the gift that he put inside of you, shall make room for you in this world. That's what the Bible says. You need to use what he has deposited inside of you. You need to use it. 
You need to use it. You need to move in it. You need to flourish in it. It will provide for you, for you, your family. Hold on one second. A lot of us see like, you know, I'm trying this, I'm trying that, I'm trying this, I'm trying that. Well, why aren't you trying in the giftings that God has placed inside of you? Why are you trying in that? Well, that's too hard. Well, how can I? How can I do this? How can I do that? Well, why don't you just take one step at a time? Why don't you create yourself a me business plan? A me business plan. This is what I need to do. The giftings of God will make room for you. And you. And you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday Service. Please tune in every Monday for a message that is going to bless your life and the lives of those around you. Please follow us on all social media platforms at The Rock Church LI. God bless you and have a great day.